see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. We interrupt our regular schedule of Unpacked with PMMI podcasts, as these are anything but regular times. During this crisis, the one topic that comes up as often as wash your hands and social distancing is remote monitoring. As facilities are forced to put the clamps on visitors, companies on both sides of the table are turning to remote methods of doing business. For packaging and processing machinery, that means augmented or virtual reality and remote monitoring. Today, we welcome Spencer Kramer from E13 and OMAC. Spencer will explain the ins and outs of remote monitoring and how, in the current environment, it is the safest and most effective way to diagnose problems, offer service, and even predict potential problems down the road. COVID-19 might just serve as the final push for the many who have been reluctant to embrace the technology. Uh, Spencer, welcome to the pod. Thank you very much, Sean. Nice to be here. Let's, let's get right to it. Basically, your company has been working with manufacturer organizations, you know, for the last two decades, basically with the ins and outs of the industrial Internet of Things. How has the coronavirus, the pandemic, COVID-19 affected your company in particular? Well, Sean, before I answer that question, first of all, please allow me this opportunity to thank those important people who can't work from home, the medical workers, the first responders, truck drivers, grocery store workers, sanitation workers, and others. Also, the people who work in factories, including food and medicine factories and the people in packaging. Um, These people can't work remotely, and their services are critically important. So much of the business world has moved to completely remote work, including EI3. Um, In our response to this uh, COVID-19 outbreak, we as a company have been working from home. Uh, For us as a company, it's relatively easy to be working from home. Being an internet company, we've been on the cloud for years. Uh, So we haven't really seen any changes in our ability to service and support our customers. Uh, We're helping people service machines. We're collecting data. We're analyzing it. And so the wheels of industry keep turning. Well, that's good that you don't have to be out there, you know, dealing with it every day, but you can kind of keep keep greasing the wheels to keep the uh, supply chain moving. Okay, w- with, with that in mind then, what are, what are you guys doing at EI3 to, to help your customers get through this, you know, help them with their challenges, you know, make sure that they do keep running as best or as efficiently as they can? Sure. So for us right now, a big one that we can do to help keep our customers meeting their day-to-day challenges is our ability to deliver continued secure and reliable remote access service. Um, This is a technical Internet of Things service that enables technicians from machine builders, uh, systems integrators, consultants, even employees of uh, companies to access the machine control systems and the line controllers uh, that are running their equipment without having to physically visit the site. We can provide a secure connection that's used by thousands of service people every hour of the day. So building these highly secure links for internet connections to lines and machines on a plant floor, that's the core of EI3's business. 
Uh, the remote access that we deliver is used typically for instant support and remote troubleshooting, but also those network pathways are used to gather data from the machines and deliver it to the cloud. So this terrible outbreak of the coronavirus has shown a new and somewhat unexpected benefit of our secure accessibility. And that benefit is the personal safety of the people in the factory and, of the, uh, and for the technician. Now I kind of I know a bit about remote monitoring and the benefits of it, but I know that it's not something that everyone embraces, you know, with with both arms. So, just could you just explain that how remote service actually can replace an on-site visit and eliminate all those things that you just mentioned? You know, the travel, um, especially in this case, making it safer. Could you could you help put that into words for our audience? Sure, sure. So, um, going back to the core design. You know, I've always believed that modern machines uh, have um, controls in place to to affect all of the different actions of the machine that could relate to the quality of the product the machine makes, the speed and, and productivity of the machine, or the reliability. And all of those things that are being controlled, um, today they're being controlled by digital controllers. It might be an industrial PC, it might be a PLC or a servo controls, but in the end, uh, the, the way that machines run today, all of these things are being digitally controlled. So the principle of remote service is that if you're able to access the controller, that, that is the brain of the machine, if you can access that remotely with the programming software that you have, then you would be able to see the status of all of the different sensors and devices that are operating on that machine. And by seeing the status of those devices, and if you're a skilled technician, you're going to be able to interpret them and understand what's going on. And so by doing that, you'll be able to do the same type of service that you could deliver as if you were a technician actually visiting the customer site. And maybe a better way to, to respond more fully is with an example. Um, a long-term partner of EI3 is a company called Bopst. They're a leading machine builder in the package printing and die cutting industry. And um, they've been working uh, with EI3 uh, as a global standard since about 2009, so a little more than 10 years. And uh, as they have all their machines connected uh, through the warranty and startup phase of the machines, they confirm that they've been able to uh, solve 80% of their customer reported issues online using a service they call Helpline Plus, which is a branded version of EI3. Now, they're not happy to eliminate just 80%. They're trying to get to 100%. So they're working on eliminating that, that remaining requirement for service visits by adding augmented reality to our solution, where the customer staff becomes connected with glasses and become the local eyes and smart hands. It's really amazing. But um, let, me, let me go beyond the site visits and talk a little bit about the benefits of predictive. That's an area that we've been working on a lot over the last several years. Um, we believe that the lowest cost breakdown is the breakdown that never happens. By monitoring machines uh, and analyzing the data coming from the machines, we're able to generate algorithms that can send predictive alerts to the machine builder and the machine owner. And these predictive alerts can save uh, even more. So, so basically on top of everything else, we're now able 
you're able to add the benefit of predicting things that are going to happen that could bring down your line. So it's just one more reason why anyone that's holding back from doing this should be using remote technologies. Yes, that that's that's exactly right, Sean. You know, we're we're putting the, the predictive technologies is really starting to move the needle for some companies in the plastics industry. So oh, that's fantastic. So so I know some of this, as I kind of alluded to earlier, and I know that you're going to know this, but this is something that we're going to try to pass on to the listeners so they understand it. It's it's always been something that um, packaging and processing have been have been a little slow to be willing to allow um, disconnecting of their equipment um, from people on the outside. So, so I guess, can you tell me in general how packaging and processing feel, I guess, kind of compared to other industries with allowing this remote monitoring, um, how they've come to either accept it more or they're still not, you know, willing to jump in with both feet on remote monitoring? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So, so comparing the packaging industry to other industries, um, it's uh, you know I don't know if that's a, that's very easy to do because, uh, frankly, Sean, some companies accept connecting their machines and others don't. And um, if anything, I would say that there's there's those early adopters and visionaries uh, in the packaging industry, just like there are in other industries. But there's also the laggards who who are going to be absolutely the last ones to connect their, their machines after everyone else has. Um, I think that the, the value proposition is really outstanding for packaging companies. And now with the coronavirus, uh, remote service and connectivity of machines has really become an urgent and important topic. It can't be ignored any longer. But uh, keep in mind that this is a topic that has been discussed now for years. And I kind of see it like a tug of war. You have on one side, typically it's the IT teams who are um, seeing the security risk of uh, allowing outsiders into their networks. And on the other side, you have the OT teams who have the benefits of remote service. So you have an ongoing an ongoing discussion. And I think that any discussion around the security of connecting machines, it, it really it has to include an analysis of the different methods of remote access to compare the risks and, and the ease of deployment. Because in the end, there's a lot of different ways to connect machines to the outside and they're not all the same. And some are more secure than others and some are easier to deploy than others. So, um, you know, I think the packaging companies out there they need to they need to go down this road of of understanding the values and then once they have the understanding of the values then look at the different options they have available to making the connections and then from there then they can actually map out a strategy and once they do that they'll realize that the benefits that brass ring is actually pretty easy to get to and it's easy to get to in a way that really fits well inside the risk matrix of their IT team's mandate. So I'm not I'm not sure that everyone understands. So there's so what you're saying is there's different ways that you can access it remotely. Um, what do you mean by that? When you what are the different ways that they can do that where they can connect or or have it connected um, remotely? Well, it's um, you know it's it's a high tech topic. And uh, it's can a lot of time can be spent talking about the details around it, but there's quite a few different ways to allow 
outsiders to connect to machines. And I think a good way to, to get a background on this is um, a while back, this topic of different methods of connecting was studied in great detail and reported by the OPEX Leadership Network, which is a group of um, CPG companies, uh, senior executives who meet and discuss key topics that are relevant to the packaging industry. And, and they studied it and published a report called the Remote Equipment Access Options Analysis. And this report is really excellent. It should be read by every company in the packaging industry, both machine builders and machine owners, to review where they are in the maturity of their connected equipment. Yeah, that that's a great plug for the OPEX Leadership Network. Um, and I know that that, that remote equipment access um, document is something that, that people need to embrace. Um, with that in mind, is there, can you talk more about other connectivity options that are available? Um, you know, the OPEX report, they, they do a deep analysis of six different methods that enable equipment to be serviced. Five of the methods are remote and one is the on-site visit by a technician. Um, many machines uh, ha are delivered routinely with a modem box which is connected to the control system for remote access. And nowadays, most corporations, most enterprises rule that out immediately, uh, but there's still a lot of them out there. So the modems is one. Um, a second method is a lot of small appliances that generate inbound VPN tunnels. And this inbound VPN tunnel, it's got its own long list of security vulnerabilities. So the plants that are putting these in, in service are growing a problem for themselves because if it's one or two machines from one or two vendors, okay, it's possibly manageable. But as you get to dozens or even hundreds of these devices behind your enterprise firewall, these point-to-point -point solutions become unwieldy. And the end users don't wanna have all these companies uh, poking holes through their firewall, accessing their network uh, without their awareness or control. So, um, and finally, another method that we see is that companies are using computers that are stationed uh, on their network, uh, just like they would use for a remote video conference. But in this case, these computers are enabled with TeamViewer or some type of conferencing capability to provide a remotable bridge from the outside to gain direct access to equipment. And some people call them jump servers because they act as a jump server between an incoming connection and equipment on the plant floor. Um, but this solution is also tricky. It requires getting everything just right and it's difficult to manage. So um, by, by contrast to those methods, and it was also covered uh, in detail by the OPEX report, EI3's method for a managed secure network, it allows seamless access to equipment by allowing OT managers to set and control the access routes over their existing network. Um, so it removes any risks or upsets that are associated with changes to the network infrastructure. Awesome. So from your point of view, you know, you just gave this a ton of great information, all these different connectivity options um, that are available. How well equipped is our industry, the packaging sector to take advantage of this type of, of these connectivities, you know, the ones that you've mentioned or the ones that would work best? For, for sure, this is a rapidly moving target. Just a couple of years ago, if you ask this question, I would say that we were 
at uh, the point of only serving visionaries and the earliest adopters in the packaging industry. But today, the packaging industry is rapidly moving towards mainstream adoption of the industrial internet of things. And now with the unfortunate impact of the coronavirus, here at EI3, we're seeing a surge of both end users and OEMs making their commitments to getting started with us. Our business, as a result, is growing at an increased rate over the last several uh, weeks and, and months. Um, companies we've been talking to uh, for a long time, some for months and, and even years in one case, are now uh, moving ahead with EI3 to deliver remote service access solutions. So in a way, I see we're crossing the chasm between the proof of concept to widespread adoption of these remote services. And this is an exciting time for the packaging industry with lots of groundwork that's being laid that will have profound impacts long into the future. In fact, right now in front of our eyes, we see standard methods are being created and perfected. Awesome. So from, from your point of view, um, we've taken all this information. We know that this is something that's, that we're looking to change, that um, that more people are going to use this remote access, you know, going forward. From your point of view, what what do you see as as additional things that are coming in the future? Well, I, I agree with some things you said just a, a little while back, and that is that this terrible crisis caused by the coronavirus will have a great impact on packaging and manufacturing. And I do see that there will be some silver linings. Certain things that the industry has been doing for a while are going to change. And I believe that in North America, we will see a shift away from manufacturing overseas. No more outsourcing for critical items like medical supplies, pharmaceuticals, or chemicals. As it relates to the industrial internet of things, we're gonna see an acceleration of adoption. Millions of people are now working from home, so remote work is becoming a part of business. And I think factory managers are gonna be looking for a similar remote solution for their machines. They will be seeking something their IT department can approve while providing the machine connectivity flexibility that their OT teams can manage. And these two things are going to push the maturity of the remote equipment access methods forward. So I think that once the immediate impacts of the coronavirus are behind us, all participants in the North American packaging industry will see continued business growth. That's fantastic, Spencer. Is there any other, you know, final thoughts that you, you know, the ins and outs of this that you want to share with our packaging organizations? Well, thank you for that opportunity, Sean. Um, it's, first of all, it's been great to, to talk with you here today. Um, final thoughts is that um, I have seen firsthand the amazing value that can be created by putting the industrial Internet of Things to work within an organization. I can tell you our customers benefit from increased production higher quality and energy savings. And on top of these established values, we're now adding a value of safety where machine owners can benefit by having service from a distance. So I think this new value will finally tip the scale and there is no longer any reason that should hold you back as a factory owner from connecting all of the machines on your factory floor. And of course, if you need some help understanding how to do that, please reach out to us at EI3. We'd love to help you. That's that's great. And and us at PMMI, we can't thank you enough, uh, Spencer, for taking the time um, out of your day during, you know, this this critical time for the industry and for the world to to give us some insight on how we can 
you know, utilize our our remote connectivity to, you know, keep the supply chains going with the food and the, and the pharmaceuticals and stuff like that, that everybody needs. So I just want to thank you uh, very much again for taking time to be with us today. Well, Sean, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure to be here to share these thoughts with you. And uh, yes, I think that uh, all of us in the packaging industry are providing a very valuable service to, to the world and it's become all the more important and valuable in this time of crisis. So it's been a pleasure to be here with you and I look forward to uh, talking with you again in, in the future.